Hey there, sweet peas. Welcome back to Friendless. I am your host, as always, James Avermako, back once more to ask what it means to be a good friend and whether or not I've been one. This week, I unfriend producer and videographer Shiraz Higgins. Shiraz and I discuss social media as a career tool, how not to gaslight people you say you love, when to offer advice, and so much more. Just before we dive into the episode, if you could stick around to the end of the show, I have some updates about the future of the show, as well as um, a little request for some help from you. So please be sure to stick around for that. But for now, lean back, get comfy, and enjoy my interview with Shiraz Higgins here on Friendless. This is very, yeah, this is very interesting because um, not only have we not spoken since 2000 and whenever, sometime, you know, years ago, yeah. the other question, the other thing is, is that we really weren't friends for very long. Like, exactly. like I was trying to remember, and I also was trying to remember, I mean, this is, you, you ask, you're going to ask me this question, but like, how did we meet? And it's like, yeah. I don't even remember, I, I, I think you were performing in Atomic Vaudeville. Yeah. With a guy named Jay, yep. I believe. Yeah. And I think somehow I talked to you after that, but I have zero recollection of what the, like, I remember we vibed, but yeah. I don't remember, I don't remember us ever hanging out really. No, I know. And this is actually it's so funny <laughs> that you should bring it up like this because that's exactly, you know, even when I reached out to you, I was like, oh, fuck, like, what's this interview even going to really be about from the context of what the show usually is because like you're not somebody you know by no means are you someone who i uh you know how do you, how do you put it it's like one of those things where it's like i have these people on facebook where i'm like oh this person's awesome obviously they're cool they're doing really cool shit at the same time too i don't know if i actually have any idea who they actually are <laughs> you know right yeah we've never i don't think we've actually ever hung out yeah one I, I don't I know was... if we've like i think we've had maybe two to three conversations yeah, probably ever at that. Yeah. But, at, but at the same time it's i don't know but there's there's something weird about it because it's like your name like like james avramenko it's a name that i'm like i feel is like more familiar to me than makes sense for how much when i actually think about how much we <laughs> hung out i feel yeah. like i must have just like liked you quite a bit yeah. when we did hang out because there's something about it where I'm like, Oh yeah, James, like I would even be like, Oh yeah, I think I, yeah, I was like friends with that guy. Like, but yeah. then when I actually think about it, I'm like, I don't, I don't even know if we really I don't even know if it would constitute a friendship. What exactly. we had. You know? Well, that's just it. And, the, and so, and that's so I'm, I, you know, I gotta say, I really appreciate that you're, you're, you're doing this thing where you're kind of vocalizing my internal monologue of like, it must have been that the conversations that we did have were that good because I do, I, I went, you know, and I'll, I'll get to this question real quick, but it's like when I try to look back on, on our friendship or what you could constitute what we had as a friendship, like there's, there's nothing but good memories, but I'm also like, what are those memories? You know? <laughs> I know it's uh, it's, it's interesting. I, I mean, clearly we had a quite a bit of overlap. I mean, especially at that time I was very interested in like acting and yes, you know, improv and I loved Atomic Vaudeville. So there was probably a part of it that was like, I was like, oh, I want to just like get nearer to this guy because totally. I like the thing, the kinds of things he does and I respect it. And I, I don't think at that time I had enough time to actually do things like that, but it was like, it's right. almost like 
getting to just be like nearer to the things that I wanted to spend more time doing. So that would have been like a big motivator, I think. And then the other thing was, is I think at some point in there, I ended up dating briefly Celia Green, who was your friend Jay's ex. Okay, I remember her. Yes. Yeah. So there was some kind of like that made your name, you know, you more like present as a character in my mind because there was gotcha. this, so now there's this added layer. And then I believe I was also working at the Belfry Theater. And so right. that may have added some interest on your end because you were obviously pursuing acting. Yeah. It's so like, like hey, any there. connections <laughs> I can get in the only professional theater company in the city are going to be good so let me you know like this guy at least you know is connected into something that's of interest to me totally well okay so so we're already sort of going down that path but um but i want to get a little more narrow with it um um you know where i like to start almost all my interviews is a question that uh like i say we've already started on but i'm not even sure if i could answer it if i'm totally honest uh but to you uh, what is the most vivid memory you have of our friendship? Well, I have zero vivid memories, uh, so I'll start there. <laughs> there you go. I don't have any. <laughs> I don't have any vivid memories. The closest thing, which is a vague memory, mm-hmm. would be I think you and Jay were performing on vaudeville, and you were. And I guess it's for your listeners. I don't know. You know, Atomic Vaudeville, it's like a cabaret show in Victoria. Really funny, like really kind of punching above its weight class in terms of like, you know, nobody's getting paid. Everything's like thrown together the couple weeks before. And it's like one of the funniest variety shows like I've ever been to. And especially in that era when you were there, it was like people who've gone on to do pretty big things that maybe could have been doing even bigger things than they, than, than, you know, if, if the dice had rolled more lucky for them, you know, a lot of really talented people involved. So really funny show. Anyway. So I think you and Jay did some kind of like, it was either like a goth or indie. Oh, it was like the hipsters, the the hipsters, the hipsters thing. With the paper and there was maybe where, even where like, was like a goth element to it though there was like a, there was i think there was maybe another set of characters that i'm picking out even more and maybe that was i certainly remember jay being in like all black with like some face makeup on and i think you were also in that <laughs> yeah. scene yes he did so, yeah it was the um oh shit you know what that was that was uh he was i think i want to i, I want to say he was my drummer and i was um i was like pastor pete i was doing a i was doing a like a uh kind of a motivational Oh fuck! What was I? I was oh, like a pastor yes. who would do motivational rock band songs, and so we would like. Oh, there we go. Yes, so, and yeah. that would have really spoken to me because I've always loved youth pastors and like yeah. um, cool Christianity. I always find that <laughs> stuff like I'm a huge Carl Lentz guy. Yeah, you know, and like any of these, like I love when cool when people try to take Christianity and make it like really cool and yeah. like relevant to the youth. So that that would have been. I think that must have just been like, yeah. oh wow, that's that's really funny. I like, I love whatever's going on here. That <laughs> yeah, must sure. be a funny person. So then we obviously must have had some kind of conversation after that. Yeah, yeah. And then that's literally the beginning and the end of what I remember of any <laughs> real life friendship. <laughs> that's just it, you know. And it's funny because the, you know that that era of like w- where I was at in Victoria at that time, you know, I was really like I was on the tail end. I was I was about to get out, and I'd been there, and I had taken an extra year because I'd failed so many classes at university. And so I was just like, I was just trying to 
get in any way I could to get out, to get as much experience as I could, and then to just get away. And um, and I remember meeting so many people through vaudeville who I was just so desperate. Like, I sometimes worry in in re- in in sort of retelling this stage of my life that I sound almost like I was trying to be a little more parasitic than my intentions were. But like, what I was really aiming for was that I was like who's doing the next thing you know what i mean and like yeah. how can i get how can i meet them how can i get in the room and how can i help you know how can i help them and how can they help me to get to the next thing you know and i remember someone like you you know you were you were at the time you were just starting out all the all all the video editing that you were doing and the video creation that you're doing and i know i remember you doing all kinds of different media stuff and and i was just so um you know, like I was just so blown away that there were people who were doing the stuff you were doing somewhere like Victoria. You know what I mean? Now, did you uh, ever come on the radio show? No, I think you were just, I think you were, I want to say you were just starting it, but I could be wrong. I think you were just starting it right when I left. Like I, so right. I left Victoria like the summer of 2010. And uh, we must have like, we must have, I'm, I'm, I'm almost wondering like, did you look into our, facebook messenger chat history i didn't okay so you're the first so here here's the thing you the, sent the, me for a me, message. The first message i have the, for me the first message i have is about uh going to see saul williams yes yeah, and then we williams. don't talk until we don't talk until i'm asking you to be on this show <laughs> i got a few tickets and my ideas expired Wondering if you're going, if you know anyone who wants tickets. You're trying to sell me tickets to Saul Williams, but yeah. obviously we talked about Saul Williams because I had been, I was listening to Saul Williams at that time, and mm-hmm. that's like a deep cut. Like not many people were Saul Williams fans. Yeah, I was. Um, I remain a massive, a, a huge mark for him. <laughs> um, and then if in passing you come across someone, the project has kind of hit a wall. You know what that was? I was I'll doing. You know. Okay, so this is the thing. I, I, this is actually. I wonder if you remember this or not. And I, and because I, I don't think you ended up being involved with it, but I, I ended up doing as my like final applied theater project. I ended up adapting a bunch of Saul Williams poems into like a, like kind of a. It was really, looking back, it was really cheesy, and I, I, I pity anyone who attended <laughs> it. But like, uh, but like, I basically. I I tried to use his words as a baseline to do like some kind of like improvisational like uh text analysis with like just whoever showed up kind of thing and I framed right. it around these like kind of themes of like masculinity and like exploring like masculine sexuality and vulnerability and things like that and um and I had people you know they had the option if they wanted to they could like uh take I had assembled like a bunch of just like really rudimentary uh, um, instruments and stuff like that. And if they wanted to, they could try like adding beats to things and stuff like that. And, uh, and I remember one time you and I, I want to say it was maybe at Rifflandia and I'm, I'm really sketchy on Rifflandia because anytime that festival would come around, I would basically be blackout drunk for the entirety of it, you know? Right. Um, but I have this feeling like we talked about it then and that's what I'm trying to talk about in that message. But I, I could that's be so wrong. funny though because that, that that means that like so we've got this memory where basically I watched you on stage, so we know yeah. that you didn't see me really. So and then at some point <laughs> that relationship starts there, and yeah. then the only other memory we have I have no recollection of, and yeah. you were blackout. So yeah. it's like next to impossible. But somehow we were like work it you know messaging each other about this saul williams stuff 
you yeah. called me duder which is yeah. like you know that's like a that's a you know obviously we were close enough you called term me of endearment. yeah 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 it's a term of endearment um i'm trying to contact saul williams for you it seems mm. like in this message because i say i've tried to get in contact with his people i'll give it another shot there's a baby crying in the background that's, that's totally baby. okay do you need to do you need to take a minute or or no he'll sort himself out. no i'm just okay. kidding my, okay. my, my wife's taking care of okay him. cool okay <laughs> <laughs> he's one now time to start pulling his weight around right here. exactly yeah yeah uh, so anyway that's it's very it's but this is really what's interesting you know it's especially that period you know when you're in university like i mean this was me i'm in university and it's like i feel like you're just making so many new friends and connections yeah. and they feel so like big and real at the time yeah. Yeah. and then you know like it's almost the time in your life where you can actually make the most friends who then you never talk to again and then you can come back and have conversations and be like oh yeah and there's no resentment or anything because it's like yeah. the time where you're I just making all these friends whereas like you know with like earlier in childhood it's like it's almost like if you don't keep up with someone or like you lose a friend, it's actually a big deal. You know, it's like yeah. if someone doesn't stay in touch with you or, and even later as like adults, it's like, there's almost this sense of like guilt of like, Oh, I'm too, I was too busy and I didn't yeah. contact you and you didn't contact me. And like, we didn't make an effort. And it's like, yeah. whereas in university, it's like, you're just making so many friends all the time that it's like the, it's the people that I can like just call up once a year or like every two years or something and just like have a great conversation with are often people that I met during that time. Yeah. Well, there's such a, there's a space for possibility in university that doesn't exist anywhere else in your life, you know? And there's, um, there's yeah. this time to like, cause you never know which connection is going to open up what door, you know? And that's the thing that was totally. really exciting about that time for me was that I was like, I was walking through doors I didn't even know existed. And I was meeting people doing things that I didn't even know you like could do, you know? Mm -hmm. And and so so especially into like 2008, 2009, 2010, when I'm like gearing up to get out and 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 I'm thinking this is what life is always going to be like, right? You know, because I'm coming from, you know, living at home and then and then I graduate high school and I come out to the island and I'm like, and this is real life now, right? This is just what it yeah. is. And, uh, and so I'm just like, oh yeah, and this is just how it's always going to be once I'm out of university. I'm just going to be meeting people and we're going to be partying. We're going to be talking big ideas about art and we're going to be pushing our creative blah, blah, blahs and it's always going to be like this. And then and then you graduate and it stops. <laughs> you know? I mean, it does and it doesn't. It does, you know, I mean, well, it, I mean it come, the barrier to entry becomes higher. You know, you have to start actually yeah. like putting in real effort to to make things interesting with people because it's not just yeah. all served up on a platter for you anymore. Because, yeah, it's something, I don't, I, don't know what, I don't know what exactly it is. I mean, people get boring. Like, that's one yeah. thing, you know, it's yeah, like, sure. it becomes yeah. difficult to, to, to and so then you have to be pretty pretty conscious and pretty ruthless in some ways about who you actually right. continue to spend time around because you can easily start sort of spending your time in ways that just end up like frittering it away and are it's like not uh it doesn't provide that sort of boost of energy or interest you, or whatever i mean you you wake up 10 years later and you're divorced and you uh and you're not where you thought you would be <laughs> So where are, speaking of where you are, where are, yeah. like, I don't even, literally don't even know where you live. 
<laughs> I'm in Vancouver now. I actually moved back to Vancouver. I did a crazy kind of roundabout. I, I was in Vancouver straight out of university, and then I went to Calgary, and then I moved to Saskatoon for my now ex-wife's job. And then okay. we got divorced, and I am back in Vancouver. Um, and I've been here so, since January. Saskatoon, I, I that's where I was born. I lived the first no 11 shit. years of my life in Saskatoon. Yeah, I'm so sorry. I really like this place. <laughs> oh, Do you? I mean, I think... Well, I think it's a great place to be a kid. You know, it's like, sure. A, there was lots of families. B, the wintertime yeah. is super fun when you're a kid. You know, you don't have to drive cars in it or anything. Right, yeah. You don't and know how you, awful it is. You're just bundled It's just sledding, you, yeah. you know. It's just yeah. like someone puts you in a snowsuit and takes you sledding like every yep. day. Yeah. And then, <laughs> uh, I, and then I kind of left at the right time. You know, it's like I, as much as I hated leaving, um, sure. we moved here when I was like 10. Yeah. And, you know, I, I, this is, Victoria is the place to be for me. I mean, I just love this place so much. And it's for like, real. but um, Saskatoon was a really good place to grow up. People were so friendly and like, you know, there was just, yeah. I don't know. It was a little bit, I find there's a stuffiness in Victoria that isn't, that really? just didn't exist in the prairies in the same way. Just people were a lot more open and friendly there is something I can't I can't remember the top, off the top of my head the, the word for it but there's a friend of mine who I grew up with in Calgary who who lives out here and I've I've reconnected with him recently and and he has a word for what he sees as like the prairie culture and how like engaged people are with with each other in the prairies in a way that they aren't in BC um and I think his theory is that like um, it's a lot easier to die in the prairies because of the weather, you know? And so people yeah. are just a little more inclined to be a little bit more uh, community-based there. Um, well, you just need you people more, need right? Like your car gets stuck it. in the snow and it's like, it doesn't matter what kind of car you drive. It's like, you're just going to need help from people, exactly. right? Exactly. Like, and I think here we just don't, we're not exposed to that. Um, we don't need people. It's like, it's like, oh, well, I need mm. to hit my social quota for the month because socializing is healthy for me and I should do that for myself. You know, it's like, that's kind of seems to be the approach to friendship and relationships yep. here. It's like, wouldn't it be healthy for me to have a few more social connections? I'll join a men's group. You know, it's like, as opposed to being like, Oh yeah. Like I just hang out with all the people on my block because you know, when winter comes, we de-ice the sidewalks together. You know, it's yeah. like, there's just and like, like where the fuck else am I going to go? Yeah. Yeah. And it's the forced <laughs> community, which I think it's yeah. really, I mean, um, has a huge benefit. I mean, obviously that's, and and it's easy to romanticize the cold winters yeah. from, you know, being here now, but I like, you know, I do miss that. I think that there is something to be said for yeah. what that provides. I mean, I will say I drove out January 1st. I drove out in my U-Haul in minus 40 weather. And uh, every single day has been a gift ever since then, because uh, that was <laughs> hell. That was literal, actual so January circle 1st of hell. this year. Yeah, you yeah. Completed yeah. the divorce. Yeah. And what yeah. was well, the fire? What was the situation around the divorce? If you don't mind me asking, I mean, I know we're going. Uh, yeah, we're jumping out. Of talk no, that's here. okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I won't go into super ultra detail, but like, uh, but like, basically, last November, um, uh, my ex-wife had been, um, uh, living actually here, uh, with for a job. Uh, we we were preparing to move back together, and then. Uh, she went to Europe and decided that our marriage was actually over um, for for, wow. for reasons that I'm like not uh, totally I don't think it's totally my place to 
put in public, but um, there were other sure. factors in her life that she wasn't uh, telling me about um, and, and that I found out about later. Um, but yeah, so she came back and and asked for the divorce. And um, so I, uh, I was actually originally planning on heading east. I was going to go out to Halifax and I was going to live with, I was, or live either with or near my, my family that lives out there. Uh, but I ended up coming out for a quick trip. Uh, my, my best man, funny enough, my best friend and my best man, uh, he flew me out here just because he was like, you need to be around friends right now and we're going to take care of you. So he paid for a plane ride ticket and, uh, I ended up just like finding a really good pad and, and, um, and signing the lease right there. And, uh, and I just decided to come back out West and, kind of you know i decided to spend at least the foreseeable future around my 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 chosen family you know rather mm-hmm. than the, the blood family um with no with no you know with no implied badness with my with my family it was just it was no it was but just, just, I, just it's yeah focusing on friendships exactly exactly wow but, uh, that, yeah. that sounds crazy yeah it was fucked up it was fucked up but i mean awful. i that's that's like and that's like just like just just scratching at the little the tip little of the ice yeah gab, you know but uh because there was some really fucked up shit that happened but uh but it's like she yeah i don't know it's just it's not uh it's just not really my place to talk about it on a platform like this and it's also not okay really what would needed, to get you know? more vague to get more yeah. vague and more panned out what would be one crystal of advice you would give to somebody who's entering into a commitment like that as just like a thing, like, like if you had, if you could go back with the eyes you have now, what's Mm. something that you would like look for to, to avoid something like this taking place? You know what it is? You know what it is? It's, it's actually, it's not, this is the thing. And this is something that I've really come to been working on coming to terms with, with my therapist is that I, 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 I didn't do anything wrong. I was actively gaslighted and I was actively lied to and I was purposefully mm-hmm. deceived. Um, and I was manipulated by my partner to believe a reality that wasn't real. And so like, I right. was like, you know, like you you see people use the term gaslight online and they're like, because they're like being disagreed with and like, that's not gaslighting. Gaslighting is being told that what you see and what you think isn't real, even though you know it is, right? You know? Uh. Um, and then you believing the lie and and be and being t- called told you're crazy right so um so the truth of the matter is that what i did wasn't the problem what i would say is no. for anyone for anyone getting into a committed relationship is don't fucking lie and like whatever right. it is that you're doing whatever it is just don't fucking lie because the more you lie the further into it you get and the worse damage you're going to do and um and so there's there's literally there is nothing on earth that you could do that you should lie about <laughs> if i you know right. to be to be really broad and strokey but it's like it's like you can't commit to someone if you're willing to lie to that person so so you just have yeah. to you if, if you're going to commit to somebody you have to commit to yourself to speak utter truth to them for the rest of yeah. that relationship and the moment you start lying that's the moment to get out. You don't you don't keep lying and then perpetuate the relationship for years and you don't exploit them and make them feel crazy just to protect yourself, you know. Right. So so bring so yeah, I guess so that would be a red flag is like if you detect that this person is lying to you in any way, mm-hmm. like get to the bottom of that and like Big follow note. like chase that down 
to make exactly. sure that you aren't heading into a position of being lied to. Exactly. Exactly. Because the longer it goes on, the more the more ingrained it becomes, and then the crazier you feel, right? You know. Um, Right. Yeah. Yeah. Also, I would probably recommend like I would probably recommend avoiding anyone from uh, Winnipeg. Um, I think just as a general. Well, that's gotta mess you up growing (laughs) up in Winnipeg. I mean, right? Exactly. You know, fucking swamp people. You know. (laughs) I mean. I've only been there once and it was in the middle of the winter. And I was just like, I was from Saskatoon and I was like, yeah. this is absolutely fucked. Like, yeah, it's hell. It was hell? so windy and it was so cold. It was pitch black. I don't know why it, it was nighttime. I don't even know. I don't, I've never been back. Yeah, never been and back. you never should. Yeah. That's a that's a real that's a definition of a flyover province. But you know, <laughs> <laughs> really um, is in the middle of nowhere too. Because at least Saskatchewan, Saskatchewan, it's like you know, you're just one over from Alberta, and yeah. Alberta, you know, it's got the it's got the foothills and the Rockies. And Saskatchewan, you know, you do you're not tired of the prairies until you've gotten to Manitoba. I feel like the prairies, exactly. you know, you drive through the prairies in Saskatchewan, and then you get to Manitoba, and you're like, is it still? prairies just yeah. it still keeps going you know it's interesting actually because i know a lot of people reverse that attitude right and they really beg on saskatchewan for that because they're like oh it's so plain and it's so boring and it's so pra- you know because the prairies are so repetitive but like the prairies are fucking amazing like oh, they're so they're beautiful beautiful you know um but yeah if you're driving if you're going east and you first you've hit Alberta, which is incredible, foothills, mountains, and then prairies. And then Saskatchewan, which is just these incredible rolling hills of prairies. By the time you get to Manitoba, yes, I get it. You're done with the prairies, you know? And there's, yeah, you're just like, and there's okay. like the ugliest version of the prairies. You know, I'm really shitting on Winnipeg here, and I'm sorry about that. But, uh, but well, Winnipeg, but hurt really, you. You know? <laughs> Winnipeg hurt you badly. <laughs> right? Exactly, right? <laughs> Winnipeg created your arch nemesis. <laughs> exactly, exactly, right? You know, so yeah. <laughs> I want to hear a little bit about your uh, your your media group. So so I see it, it's you know uh, you know MIL. Do you pronounce it made you look or is it just like how how do you? I don't even you, know. I like, like you know I came up with that name when I was like listening to a lot of Nas and I had a radio show oh, yeah. called Made You Look Radio because the Nas song Ha made you look you know page yeah. in my rhyme book and whatever and I just now I just do the the really the thing that I focus on is directed by shiraz is the website directed by shiraz.com because that's where all my my music videos and stuff kind of just go under the but yes made you look media is a thing that is also you know i don't know i don't even know what all these things are it's just names that are made up right it's not like i have like incorporated like shell companies yeah i hear but yeah so anyway i make videos and um i do a lot i make a lot of music videos these days that's kind of my main my main gig is music videos. And this is actually, honestly, this is going to be one of the things that I miss the most after we unfriend. And one of the things I wanted to ask you about, because you're constantly posting the funniest requests and I love them. And actually I went through your Facebook and I, and I wrote down a couple recent ones that made me laugh because <laughs> they're always like, does anyone have, uh, what did you say? Uh, uh, does anyone have a pair of huge clown shoes? <laughs> 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 or, or um or does anybody have a suburban carport that looks like a high school band would practice in? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, or unfortunately, real... we, we, I mean, we managed to find both those things, but not, not through the Facebook. But the Facebook really, it does, it does. I mean, that's really the thing is, is like, I'm a, not a great Facebook friend for people to have because sure. I exclusively use it as a business tool. I don't even, just I actually it. have on my, my desk to, on my computer, I have an extension that nukes the news feed. And then awesome. I rarely have Facebook installed on my phone. I, I only, if I need market, like we just moved. So I'm on marketplace looking for stuff when I'm on the can. Totally. Right. So, yeah. but I really am not a Facebook user in the yeah. sense of using it as a social media platform. It really is more of a business tool for me. Like, but you're but using it. The nice thing is, is the thing. like, that's, that's well, the, the nice thing is, is that it how it is those status updates seem to entertain people and exactly. they also achieve a goal for me which is like perfect because i i genuinely am just posting these things because i actually yeah. meet like you know it's like i really do need peacocks right now like does yes. anyone have peacocks and people clearly find that amusing but i'm like it's, it's serious for me i'm like <laughs> like next week i need two peacocks like where am i gonna uh, get these peacocks from yeah. did you find your horse that was the one that had me laughing anyone have a horse i need a horse <laughs> i got horse the horse did worked out. that was a facebook get too that yeah. one actually came through facebook so the, the horse Amazing. was perfect yeah and so there's been so a lot of stuff of the... like i've needed snakes before animals i find facebook pretty useful for getting snakes dobermans all that kind of stuff people want to bring their pets out so. do people like is it that like so someone sees that and they're like yeah i got a horse you can use my horse or like how does that how does that end up usually shaking out for you that was the situation with this one my friend yeah. I, I mean a guy that a friend like through a through a through um the odd fellows mm -hmm. this guy robin was just like yeah we have a horse like you can come film with your horse the horse our <laughs> our kids they, a lot of the thing now is like people's there's people whose like kids are fans of the guy that i do a lot of the videos with like they do yes. money he's like he's pretty big in like the the gen z or whatever i don't know what gen it is but it's one of those the kid the kids the yeah, TikTok, the younger kids. ones yeah. yeah so um i think his kids were really excited and mm. and it's kind of like and then he also just had, had a horse and was like yeah come shoot it'll be fun so i love that so yeah got a horse that worked out got a lot of stuff man facebook really does it it delivers yeah, well, and that's so. I, I'm curious about how this ties into your sort of development with your video production because you know, like you know, like I've said, like when when I when I you know knew you, uh, uh, you were just sort of starting out, but I've seen you really grow, and you've been working with, you know, you've been working with all kinds of different brands and all kinds of different people, and and do you relate? that success to like to social media or or i guess uh, maybe in a different tack like how do you relate your success to your usage of social medias or or do you at all yeah i mean i think it's been pretty helpful um i think the thing like like to to even pan out more from social media but just mm -hmm. the ability to ask people for help with doing anything and just trust that people actually like being involved in creative stuff and want to yes. help. And it's like, like, and, you know, in some ways, as things have gotten more, there was a period where I sort of like stopped doing that as much. Like there was a period where it was like extremely, I was leaning on lots of people volunteering and helping out on sets and stuff like that. And it feels kind of weird because it's like, okay, this is my job and I get paid for it. But I just yeah. have to remind myself, like people really enjoy this. Like they actually want to yes. be out. Like, you know, they, they ask me to tell them when the next thing is. And I have to remember to like 
to 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 not like be worried about asking for help but yeah for a long time like people helping was like super fundamentally key to what was you know to to to, to making these things happen and mm-hmm. and even still i mean i think um i i definitely use it to like make things easier you know it's there's there's stuff where it's like a video might be like good and solid and then like the little bit of help that i get from people you know getting the horse or whatever it is like these kinds of things that i don't really have budget for but i just want more visuals in this video it's mm-hmm. like facebook delivers you know like or the friend the, the friend circle but it's it's kind of funny because it's like yes it's the social media platform but it's also just you know having a lot of the people that i'm that are coming through with stuff are people that i've had real life sort of connections to in some Mm -hmm. ways and then and then the facebook stuff keeps you it's almost like you keep a little bit like a the pulse stays alive on the friendship depending on who it is but like there's some kind of sense i mean the fact that we're conversing right now is like a perfect example of that it's like you know who knows we hung up maybe two three times became facebook friends and now we're like chatting and i mean this is maybe a bit of an uncommon scenario but it's not that uncommon it's like you know sometimes i'll just reconnect with people randomly that are like also also not for something i make yeah well that's just it also not for the type of circles that we tend to run in which is like you know creatives and like on a on a I would argue on a on a higher empathy scale of of general people like I think right. that I think that I'm finding that people are a lot more like you say people are a lot more open to helping each other than I think we give them credit for and I also think people are a lot more open to reconnecting that we than we give them credit for I think that a lot of people are way lonelier than they're willing to admit and and it feels really good to be just said hi to no matter how long it's been right um but, but so yeah, many I think the don't know thing, how to do it. The thing that's like, you know, I think social media has a very bad rap and I think that's pretty deserved. And I think especially sure. stuff like Instagram, which really funnels everything into the completely superficial. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think these tools are like useful and powerful tools for like, you almost have to put something into it in a way mm. and 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 treat it as a as a as an opportunity for connection or whatever put yourself out there in a way that isn't just purely seeking um just either like political argument or like just positive feedback but just sort of getting giving some kind of like window into it i mean i'm just in a unique position with it where it's like it just so happens. I, I mean, I would never post on Facebook if it wasn't for actually meeting stuff from people. But that's yeah. the interesting thing is like meeting stuff from people creates, I mean, within <laughs> in the right dosage, creates a real opportunity for connection. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you can overdo it. And then people are like, well, I don't, you know, it's like, I don't really have enough time to deal with all this shit that this guy needs but it's like you know at a certain point when you are being open about wanting some help with something and stuff like that um 
you you open the door for people to actually connect with you in a meaningful way, which goes mm-hmm. beyond just being like, hi, how are you? It's like, hey, yes. I, yeah, you know, that thing that that guy made or that thing that they we were working on. It's like, I was there and helped do that. And mm-hmm. we became, we had a different style of interaction or a different style of connection uh, because of that, you know? And it's like, I think that's, that's kind of a, a, a nice thing. And I think people could do that in their, normal lives where it's like you know it doesn't have to be like making a music video i mean obviously it makes it more fun for people when i'm asking for crazy stuff but if it was like hey does anyone like want to help me build a shed this weekend you know it's like could you could use facebook to try that you know it's like maybe no one's going to say yes but like you know those are kinds of things that could be actually quite helpful and i bet you there'd be somebody who would want to say yes like i would i would i would actually be a little surprised i mean the, at least the people that i still have on facebook i bet you there'd be someone who would be willing to to, to, to yeah, try you know and maybe it's someone you haven't talked to for a while and maybe it would be a really nice day of building a shed and it turns like mm-hmm. a chore into like a, a fun connective moment i mean exactly. i definitely see facebook used really i live in a squimalt in um right. in victoria and there's a community group on facebook the squimalt community group and man like it's amazing like you know there's a woman in there who like she's had a kid and she just got her kid back from child services and she can't afford groceries and stuff like that and she puts her grocery list in there and people in the group all like share like divvy off the grocery list and buy her groceries and like you know people lose things like oh the other day my mother-in-law took our baby for a walk and and the blanket that she made him fell out of the 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 stroller and yeah. posted up in the community group and was like within like a day that the blanket had been located and tra- passed from hand to hand and was back on our porch and it's like that was like really cool it's like that yeah you know that's like an amazing thing for when it's actually used for community building like these things mm. are really powerful tools right yeah but it's all about but they are but they're that's just it they're tools and so you got to make sure you're using them for the right reason and too many of us you know, myself included in, you know, is that we use them to uh, accentuate the the negatives of our life, right? And to accentuate yeah. the, the, the lies, you know? And so it's like, but yeah, if you're using them as a, as a tool for connection, there, there's never been anything more powerful, right? No, I think that's just it. I mean, I think, I think that's the thing is they are extremely powerful and they're potent. Like, you know, it's like, it's just very, um, it's very easy to get that mild form of entertainment out of the newsfeed. And like, I don't have, I don't, I, it's not like I'm, I'm, I've got pretty good self-control overall and stuff like that. But even I like, you know, I've got this extension on my, on my browser that nukes the newsfeed just so that I don't go on there because there's a lot of, you know, I like my job and there's a lot of time when I'm doing my job where I don't want to be doing my job and I want to like just do something else. And so, you know, that's what I find. Uh, There was someone who said like something about, you know, if you don't want to eat cake, you don't buy cake and put it in your fridge and don't eat it. It's like, you don't (laughs) buy cake at the grocery store. You know, you like, you don't like, that's like the idea of like testing your self control in that way. is like stupid. You know, it's like, it's actually more about that second order like self-control where you actually set up barriers to doing the activity you don't want to do and so for me with social media and the internet i have site blockers on my on my desktop on my chrome i have news feed destroyers and all these things that help me not waste time on the internet basically you know it's like i can't go i've got five minute timer on any 
time-wasting website. So they're all under the same timer and it's like I've got five minutes a day and then my Chrome will not allow me to access those websites. Okay, well, like how have you become, like what are the most fundamental ways that you've become a better friend to people since we met, which was 2009, I think. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good, that's a really good question. Actually. I think for a long time, I wasn't that great a friend. And I think that it really wasn't until in a lot of ways, it was, until this show started that I started to really question what that even meant. And, and funny enough, we'll, we'll, we'll kind of get to those deeper questions in a minute. But, um, but for me personally, you know, the real heart of this show was to get to the bottom of, of what kind of friend had I been and had I been a good friend and, and, in analyzing my past, um, I've really tried to apply the things that I have seen to be good or, or have felt like we're good friendship qualities. Um, uh, and they're slow and I give myself a lot of room to regress when I don't always do them, but things like, um, you know, for me, um, getting over that sort of, uh, that fear or maybe that internalized shame that might exist of like, reaching out to someone that I haven't spoken to in a while um, mm. and, and, you know, trying to really make sure that I'm really, um, if I think of someone, no matter how long it's been, I try really hard to reach out to them and sort of just see how they're doing. And I'll send them a message. And sometimes people will say hi back. Sometimes they'll read it and they won't respond. And then sometimes it'll kick off a whole conversation and it'll be amazing, you know, um, mm -hmm. but you never really know until you give it a shot. And, and the really nice thing about, that type of behavior is that like there's no gun to my head there's no like i'm not gonna i'm not gonna suddenly drop dead at, at any result you know what i mean so it's mm -hmm. like um there's very little danger other than like whatever my internal anxiety kicks up and um and that's gonna happen no matter what so that's and uh, right. and i find the more i do it the more i the more i try and the more i reach out to people the easier it gets and so the less anxiety i feel about it um um, and then once, you know, in terms of like the friends that I, that I truly cultivate, like the real close, close ones, um, to me, it's about, uh, like authentic interaction when you interact, but not necessarily like always having to be in touch, um, like kind of giving it the space that is needed. So if you don't talk for a couple months, that's fine. Because if that's the kind of friendship, then that to me, then that's okay. It's just that when you do talk to be making sure to be like present in it and and not you know um stuff like sort of like when, when you ask somebody a question about how they're doing uh uh listen to them right and don't um don't wait for your turn to respond and also don't jump to uh giving advice <laughs> you know yeah uh, yeah advice is right? a hard one not to man so that's, that's been the biggest it. thing i've learned in the last like I don't know, a few years, I guess. It's just like how bad of an idea. I, I mean, I still struggle with it all the time, but like mm -hmm. how bad of an idea it is to just just be an immediate wellspring of advice. You know, there's yeah. a, there's certain relationships where people actually are wanting it, but it's like very but few people are seeking constant advice. Exactly. They just want to be heard. <laughs> they want to be validated yeah. and they want to be heard. And so it's like, it's so much more important to me now to when somebody comes to me with a problem, I, I just do my best to just like hear them and validate their problem and say, fuck, that sounds really hard. And then, you know, and then you can ask, would you like my 
advice on it or would you like my opinion on it and they'll mm -hmm. they'll let you know like i i think i think um it's really hard uh i think we've really built a culture um around um implicit communication where we're we're expected to like know things uh without saying them or or people expect us to know things about them without telling us um mm -hmm. which is like which is because we're like we're a society run by like toxic um narcissists but um which is like a, <laughs> a, a an abuse behavior right you know but um but but most people don't behave like that and and so um you just have to practice vocalizing your problems and you have to pro practice vocalizing questions you know if you have a question about somebody's life or if you want to say something um ask them right and 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 say aloud um don't don't just dive in expecting that they'll be okay with it you know um, yeah because most people will be but you have to make sure that they are first <laughs> you know <laughs> well yeah and i mean it's interesting because like a lot of the time you know it's like people kind of are already forming there i think it's it's always powerful to ask people like so like what do you think the move forward is here mm -hmm. before you jump to advice because it's gonna be so much better for the person to generate their own plan than to Bingo. have someone else tell them what to do you know and i i i'm i don't do that i <laughs> i'm just i'm saying <laughs> that but i don't i i, I think i tend towards advice giving but i read a book called Nonviolent communication which mm. like really switched up the way i um tried to operate in terms of communication and, and and it does a really good job of laying things out the problem is is that it so fundamentally changes the way you think about communication i've literally read it four times and i still mm. can't remember how to do it properly i have sure. the, i have the rough gist but I need to, I like, I'm going to read it again and I'm going to go back because when I have actually employed it in situations where things were not seeming to go well, and then when I switched over and actually tried to do the thing, it was like night and day how yeah. good the communication became. Yeah. Um, but you're but nailing that is. thing of like, it takes practice, right? You know, and yeah. like, and I think, I think that's one of the problems that a lot of us face is this idea of like, Oh, I've read the book once, so I'm done, you know, and it's like, no, like that, that then sh becomes a daily practice for you. And like, lucky you, you now get to try it out every day for the rest of your life, because that's the, <laughs> that's the burden. That's like the burden of, of knowledge, right? Is now, you know, that this type of behavior exists. Um, it doesn't mean you will do it every day. It just means, you know, you could, and, and you get to make a choice every day. Right. And, and that's, yeah. that's hard, <laughs> you know? Definitely. Yeah um um you know so really the the core like this really spins us into the two real core questions of this show that i that i put to you and and this will obviously break up but i'll I'll kind of put it in a big block question to you um you know as i mentioned this show really formed as this question of of had i been a good friend to the people who i've loved in the past and 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 i've realized if i'm going to answer that question i have to figure out what it even means to be a good friend um, mm -hmm. and, and addition to that, you know, with, with all these stresses and anxieties that are going on in the world, you know, big, small, existential, concrete, all the things, um, um, we're really at a crossroads of what, it, what, how someone could be a better friend going forward. And so, so I put to you these two questions of, of, to you, what does it mean to be a good friend? And, and as a follow up to that, what do you think someone could 
do to be a better friend for the rest of 2022 and then going forward? Yeah, I mean, it's kind of hard to like say exactly what being a good friend is because I think it's, it's so different depending on who you're being a friend to. You know, I mean, there's certain Absolutely. relationships where I'm like, a fr- being a friend means like providing a lot of like mentorship and like like helping someone along and in other situations it means being totally like vulnerable and not being in that kind mm-hmm. of like leadership role at all and stuff like that but i guess that would be the thing is like being a good friend is i think finding well a i think it's like being comfortable in yourself and being like feeling good and comfortable when you're around the person and i don't Mm. think it's actually possible to be a good friend if you are if you are have unresolved stuff with somebody or just like a relationship where you don't actually feel comfortable and good around the person you know and so yeah i think that's like and i I, because because in some ways that's like ultimately one of the main things we can control is like our reaction to things right and so it's like if you're I think I think if you can if you can pinpoint that and figure out what is going on that's making you not feel comfortable and good around a person and then deal with that and then focus on what you're doing in relation to that person then you're doing it from a place of you know of actual friendship as opposed to being from a place like insecurity of being like oh I need to be a better friend to this person I'm scared of what they're going to think of me let me try and come up with ways that I'm going to make them happy you know what I mean and I think yeah. that's like the key thing is like are you doing it because you're trying to you're scared that this person doesn't like you and you need them as a friend or are you doing it because you're the friendship is important to you and you feel good and you want the good times to continue wow. and I think there's always a spectrum of things that's like I think the the both things are always at play. Like I think we always vacillate between being totally fine and be feeling like we're not enough for anyone. I think that mm-hmm. happens to everybody. You know, I mean, that certainly oh, yeah. happens to me where I'm like, oh, like, and then, but the interesting thing is, is when I'm feeling like I'm not enough, it's really very rarely that I think, oh, I'm feeling like I'm not enough. I find ways to put it onto the other person in some way or another and like, yep. and it takes digging down in to be like, oh yeah, I'm just feeling a little bit like I'd like to Actually see this person me. more. And yeah. I like, and I'm worried that I'm too busy and that I want them to be the reason that we don't see each other. So I'm going to make them feel guilty now that we haven't seen each other for weeks, you know? Wow. So I guess that's it. Coming, getting into that set space of comfort with yourself and with your shortcomings and with your relationship with a friend, I think is the best thing you can do to be a good friend to someone. Wow, buddy. Uh, thank you. That was an incredible answer. And you, you, you know, you're, you're, you've just really, I, I describe it sometimes as like, you've, you've, you've like spider webbed my brain in that answer because you've given <laughs> so many different like contexts and, and my brain just suddenly went into so many different directions. That feeling of like, yeah, like when you manifest that fear of interacting with somebody and then and then it 
oh my god yeah thank you so much that was that was a that was a fabulous <laughs> answer and i and i think you're yeah. spot on in so many directions um but i am i am trying to keep this tight for you so i i i'm gonna i'm gonna just uh just speed run us into the last thing um yeah. i'm gonna pull up your facebook but you know i do before before we wrap this up i just want to say like you know uh, you know i know obviously we've talked about this before and 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 it is funny we are in a funny type of friendship but even just this conversation here has reminded me of what it was that i really appreciated and really respected about you and you know um you know yeah we may not have had the most like in-person friendship but i've always felt like you are a funny digital presence in my life because i see you posting stuff and i see what you do and i'm so impressed constantly by the work you do and um and i just i just you know i just yeah i just i'm i'm so I just have such a deep respect and such a deep admiration for the work that you do. And I just, I can't wait to see what else you keep doing. Um, hopefully, you know, we're still, I'm sure we still follow each other on any number of other platforms. So, so we'll still be able to track each other somehow, but, uh, but uh, you know, before we wrap up, I just, I wanted to say, you know, I, you know, Shiraz, we may not be in-person friends, but I still love you. And I think you are an incredible person. So thank you. Yeah, so much man. I mean, well, I'm sure we're, I'm sure we'll cross paths and even if, you know, Absolutely. I will, We'll just figure it out, you know. Maybe oh, <laughs> here before you delete me, I'll message you my phone number. If you're ever in Victoria, you can. You got a deal, yeah, me. absolutely. Well, that's the that's another big joke about Facebook is that we can communicate on the messenger even without being Facebook friends. <laughs> so it's like, oh yeah, that's the nice like, thing. Yeah, right. well, that's the thing. It's like I just love having Messenger. I I don't even have Facebook yeah. at the app on my phone. I just keep Messenger because it's like totally. I do like being able to message people and stuff like that. It's cool. Totally. Totally. Yeah. But so you're uh, gonna unfriend me now, huh? Here we go. One last thing. Shraz Higgins, we you are son a, you son of a bitch. <laughs> we are no longer Facebook friends. Look, you garbage you still have... man. I'm gonna verify. <laughs> you still have eighteen hundred friends. friends, so let's just be cool here, uh, okay? Fuck you, fuck you, James. <laughs> Piece of shit. And that's it. Thank you once more to Shiraz for coming on the show. I know he's a super busy guy, and I cannot tell you how much I appreciate him taking the time to chat with me. I just, uh, I wish him all the best. So just a little heads up. I'm taking a real quick break next week to catch up on some interviews and to come back with a little refresh for the show. So no episode next week, but I will be back in two weeks with probably the biggest interview I have done for the show yet. But in the meantime, while we wait for these new episodes, I would like to ask you for help with two quick things. First of all, um, I've made a little survey to try and get to know you, the listener, a little better. I really want to make Friendless the best possible show it can be, and I need your help doing that. I want to know what kind of content you want to see, uh, maybe uh, different types of episodes, all kinds of stuff. I'm all ears for suggestions, and here's your chance to open up that dialogue with me. So the link is in the show notes. Just click it, and away you go. It won't take more than a couple minutes, and it will help me out so, so much. Second, while you're there, if you haven't already, please sign up for the monthly newsletter. It's been getting a ton of great feedback from readers, and I'm so proud of the work I've been putting into it. You're going to get five recommendations straight to your inbox for stuff to check out, movies, music, books, and always a brand new piece of writing from me. It's a super fun little blast of art straight to your inbox, and it'll never take more than a few minutes to read. 
Really, what's not to love about that? Right? Come on. Like with the survey, just click the link in the show notes. Uh, you're going to have to scroll down just a little bit on the page for, to find the sign-up box, but after that, you are cooking. But listen, that is it for me this week, so I will catch you again very shortly with some incredibly exciting new episodes. The shit I have in store is going to rock. So be sure to come back when it hits, but I'm not going to worry about that just now, and neither should you, because that is then, and this is now. So for now, all I'll say is I love you, and I wish you well. Fun and safety, sweeties. <laughs>